Hey everybody, this is Turk182 and we're Wall Crawler is... One. Dude, that's perfect, <laughs> man. That's awesome. We did it. We did it. Oh. So uh so you and I have been friends for for quite a while, actually uh a little longer yeah. than Nakomi and I. And uh we we've had uh since you and I are close to the same age and we've had these comic book talks for like quite a while. I mean, we've, we get together, you know, have dinner and just sit there and just talk comic books, you know, and we would talk about everything from our favorite storylines, you know, favorite, this favorite, that. And uh, I think one of the conversations we've had before, which I'd love to do um, on, a, on an episode is our, uh, we talked about like some of our favorite artists and our favorite yeah. anchors, like, you know, who really makes their stuff shine and, you know, who just doesn't, doesn't quite, quite hit it. Uh, so, which I, I think is that something that a lot of people just, you know, w- you know, which we talked about was a lot of people just don't, uh, don't really know how, how crucial anchor is to like making your, your favorite artists work. What are we going to call that episode? Tracers? Um, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> no, they do much more. They enhance the drawing. They're, they're really good. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. Sure they are. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just... um, well, we'll call we'll call it the the, the education. Okay, the okay, okay, cool. Because <laughs> he's the guy in that he's the guy in that scene that uh, when uh, when he goes up to him and he's like, "Will you sign?" Yeah. He's like, "Hey," where it's like, "What would you call a guy who does this?" And he's like, "You want me to sign it or not?" He's like, "No, I want to be able to draw the Mary crying to sign it." <laughs> oh man. You know, and, I, and you know, just and I'm sorry, we're I mean, already going off on another tangent, but like since we're already on the subject, man, I mean, you know, it makes you wonder. Like John Byrne would be, yeah. would he be John Byrne without the Terry Austin inks? You know, it's like uh, Terry Austin with John Byrne makes him great, he, he, and Williams with with Jim Lee. I mean, Jim Lee is getting better about inking his yeah. own stuff, though. I, I'll admit that. Like, but but he was always Williams. Kind of made him. I got I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree, and uh, and Lee has gotten a lot better with uh, with his inking. But then we all, we had the same uh, thing with um, uh, yeah. George Perez, and uh, uh, who's who's this Teen Titans inker at the time? I'm trying to think of his name now. Yeah, um, I can't uh, right off the top of my head, but you're right. Like it didn't look the same when other people took over. It's uh ah oh, that kills me. We'll think of it later. Yeah. Because he, he did uh, he did work on the uh, Transformers the movie the animated movie from the eighties but yeah it's uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name right now because he was, he was really good anchor, um, and any other time it's because on Titans huh that's the one you, you don't think of anybody but Wolfman and Perez I mean that's really all you ever think about it's a yeah. shame because he really does deserve more credit than and that just goes to show you like there's unsung heroes like the colorists and the um, the inkers they. They're they're getting a little bit more credit than they used to, but like it's uh it's still the pencilers and the um writers that get all the credit. And and really it was just the pencilers at one point, you know. So into Yeah, I actually talked to a uh, to a colorist um uh, at the uh the last con I went to the uh um the the Richmond um yeah. Galaxy Con and uh kinda of talked to him. I actually so actually get you know and see if he wanted to wanted to maybe come onto the onto the podcast and uh so may, maybe he'll be able to join us but same thing just kind of asking him you know kind of talk to us about coloring because you don't really hear a lot from yeah. colorists 
um, and kind of what made him want to be a colorist and, you know, and what made him want to be a colorist in, you know, for yeah. comic books. But what, what I wanted to talk about today, I thought may be really good um, that you and I have had kind of discussions on were, and with our, our one of our, our first episodes, we talked about buying our books, you know, at the time, because we were both a little bit older, like buying them from convenience stores, buying them from different places, because, you know, we didn't have either what comic stores there were, were kind of few and far between. You had a lot of newsstands and you could get some direct stuff from newsstands. We didn't really have a comic book stores like we have them now or like, I don't know if we're going to still have them now after the posting of this episode. Well, actually, but, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry before have, you get uh, too far. I, I did. <laughs> I always had a comic. I had B&D. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I went there every week. It was down the street from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I, I hear these stories, I man. Not. I didn't understand how hard it was for people because for me, I went every Wednesday. I, I, I mean, I, I know people don't hate me for this. I mean, and you don't either, but like I got a $10 allowance it comes for 60 cents, man. I blew it. And sometimes I go back out and get some more. I was like, can I have another dollar? Can I have another, another dollar? And then you got like three more books. <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't have that. It was a convenience store that I had to, that's so I had to get, like, get my mom to drive me to, or and we, it wasn't even like I would give, like, hey, let's go pick up comic books. Um, it was, uh, we were we driving along and we had to maybe stop and get gas or something. And I'd be like, oh, I'm going to see if they have the newest issue of this. Uh, now, I did have, I did have something that most people probably don't have or didn't have. Uh, and it wasn't a regular thing, but it was, um, it was, uh, it wasn't the special. A friend of my mom's liked uh, was a, a comic book reader. He was a, you know, he, he was an adult and he liked comic books. And sometimes he would buy me like uh, he would buy an extra issue. This isn't going to that dark got. episode of Different and, Strokes, right? Where okay, okay, okay. No, I was just gonna no, make sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would come home and uh, and there might be like on the steps of the of the porch would be um, like a stack of like I don't know maybe 10, 15 comic books. Dude, this is one of my stories. That, that that's yeah, awesome. That's like it reminds me. Like it, it's creepy, but like I used to, like my backyard was like basically like concrete. I mean, it had like a rose garden off to the side and stuff. It, but I play out there all the time, and like um, I just shoot basketball. I'd set my jam box, as the kids said back then, and like play music and just shoot. Well, there's this guy that was off to the side that I never talked to, but he was always outside mowing his lawn, man. It didn't even matter if it needed it or not. <laughs> and he, he had this thick rug hair on his chest, you know, with sunglasses. He looked like he was like, he's like police nice. brutality poster boy. <laughs> and I never talked to him ever. I, I, I nodded him. Over one, but he, he never bothered me. But one day he motions me over to the fence, right? I'm like, okay. And then and then he's like, you want to come over to a house? I got a bunch of comic books. Here you like comic books. It's like, how does he know me? How does he know that? It was creeping me out. So I asked my grandparents. If I could go over there and they knew him and it was fine, man. But he had two short boxes, X-Men Kirby's. I mean, not number ones or anything, but like you're talking like maybe the teens up like early captain America's all these books. And he was going to give them to me. And I was like, yeah. And wow. I just felt weird even back then doing that. I was like, you don't understand what you have. Like this is worth like a lot of money. And you know, I don't, I don't know if it was or not. It's like, I don't, I don't remember the condition or anything, but, to this day, I regret not getting them. You know, it's like uh, I, I should. Why did because you, I just, I them? just felt weird taking it from somebody I didn't know. Does that make sense? Like, like it just felt weird, and I probably should have done it, but you know, 
<laughs> I'm sure you would have felt huh? fine to him. I said, I'm sure you would have felt yeah, fine yeah. to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's the thing. The guy never put a shirt on either. Like, he was, maybe I'm trying to get out there. <laughs> there was hairs in each individual page. No, no, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> oh, that's gross. Uh, you know, I could have given it a trim and it would probably have been fine. I don't know if CGC takes off for hairs <laughs> in the pages. <laughs> I hope they check. <laughs> Oh, okay. That guy, I think got really dark really they, they fast. Grabbed the book by, they grabbed the book by its spine and turned upside down, just shake it back and forth. Oh, does this like, guy oh. have a cat or something? No, no. He just, it was the 70s, it was the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, okay. Sorry. So, uh, so, if I, so if I wasn't getting it from the uh, from convenience store, the grocery store across the street from where my house was, um, uh, I live in these apartments and there was a little strip mall, um, like across the street and, um, and at the grocery store, they had a spinner rack and they had comics on it. Uh, so I would also go there sometimes and get that, but it wasn't always full. Uh, and then of course you still had to, you had to, you know, look and see which ones were, were kind of bent. I wasn't as discerning then as I, as I am now. Um, but you know, I, there, there were some that were, that were bent almost in half. So obviously I'm not going to buy that one. Um, but I would go over there and I would get books and, and sometimes, you know, like I'm, I'm an X-Men guy, so I'm looking for X-Men and, uh, and I read a lot of, uh, war comic books. So my aunt gave me a bunch of war comic books. So, um, but they weren't really making those at the time, but see, I, have, that's uh, one aspect of it. I never like, I mean, I like Sergeant Fury a little bit. But like I couldn't get into Sergeant Rock or any of that stuff. I couldn't get any war books for some whatever reason. I mean, besides maybe Captain America, but, but if you count that, but like, no, nah, nah, I never got into those. Yeah, I, mean, I read all of those. I read, um, I said I read Sergeant Rock, Sergeant Fury, um, uh, GI Combat Haunted Tank, The Losers. Um, I got a couple issues of uh, Marvel had a war comic book called War Is Hell. I got a couple issues of that. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Weird War Tales, which I really liked a lot. I, I got a bunch of those, man. But um, they used to sometimes have Weird War Tales was actually one book they were still putting out, even though they weren't putting out the others. And uh, and one of the ones I got at that time was uh, The Creature Commandos. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but like, there were books I wouldn't touch. Like I wouldn't touch um, like Superman. I have I have one issue of Superman that I bought way back when because I couldn't find any any comic books and that, uh it was like an old curse that is Mon, so weird um, man like like that's so the opposite of most people you know like i liked my war books that superman was weird to me <laughs> <laughs> well i like i like my x-men yeah, x-men was one of my uh, first one that really like it, it you know you were talking about where you got them from you're talking about grocery store you know we had 7-eleven they all smelled like smoke because everybody smoked there, you know, and they were all bent in the middle because everybody flipped through them. There's spinner racks and like, um, but that's where I, I think it, it's the issues I keep talking about. It, I, the, it just so happened where I started reading was right around the Paul Smith era with the, um, where he was marrying Mariko the, there in Japan, you know, it was right around. So that's 172 mm -hmm. and three. So that's about where I started reading, and then I went yeah. backtracked to get everything. So what, what was that, 80, 
two or three, four. I, I don't know. That that's his third or fourth grade, right? Something like that. But but I had read stuff before then. But that's where, like, I was like, oh, okay, because because I had a subscription, like um, but like, I don't know if it, this is the case for a lot of people. Like, you can make fun of it if you want to, if you're an asshole. But like, you know, not everybody enjoyed reading or ha- was easy for them. So like, like, comics did help me mm-hmm. to to read, and like got me interested in it. So I, I did have Captain America comics where John Byrne was drawing them, and then um, some Fantastic Fours. But where I really started thinking the story was awesome, it wasn't just the pictures. Where it was really catching me was X Men. So, yeah, yeah. So it, it's weird because, um, like, say X Men was my book, but I had the others that that I liked as well, um, and I couldn't touch like the Superman Curse One stuff. I got an eighty page digest. Yeah. And it was like in it, like Superman was fighting this. Uh, he was some like Texas like bad guy, and he had the six shooter. He would shoot these bullets, and like they were following Superman. And so he took off his cape, and he like caught the bullets in his cape. And you know, this during the time where be- before Christ on Infinite Earth, before they kind of really made his powers more realistic, he could move planets out of their orbit. He could never be hurt by anything. Like whatever's on the cover that showed him like being hurt. That was like two panels in the actual book. Everything else was him just like not doing, like not being being like damaged at all. It was it was it was kind of garbage. So I never read those. And Wonder Woman was kind of this. It just never had any appeal to me. And I didn't really I didn't read Batman because none of those books really had any appeal to me. I didn't know the characters, um, and Superman just wasn't exciting because he like he just he could do everything. You couldn't really hurt him. And I didn't know Wonder Woman at well, all. I was, I was and I didn't ha- I had no sorry. Uh, no, I was I was making fun of you for Superman. I'm the same with you. I, I mean, to be honest, I don't have a lot of Superman books until here recently. Actually, like, uh, I just yeah, the whole other story. That's modern stuff. But like back in the day, was he was too powerful. He always was too powerful. And like, um, so I didn't have a lot of either Wonder Woman. I, I didn't care at all until the George Perez run. I, I'd never bought a Wonder Woman book before. And then and then like, uh, and even then. Even though it was well drawn, it didn't. You know, I, I I can't say I read them all. I bought them, but I didn't read them. And then like, uh, what was the the Batman? As Batman, that got me. And I'll tell you what, one of my favorite comics to this day is issue five twenty five of Detective Comics. And that's when they were breaking it up, where like Batman was in the beginning part, and then you had the crappy Green Arrow story in the back that nobody gave a shit about. I mean, it, it, it's it's one of the books that changed me from a casual fan to like, bam, that's. Love this stuff. I mean, just like the X Men, you know. So yeah, but but I, I still think I was more of a Marvel so guy never, than than DC guy. Yeah, and so we you know we talked about that in in one of the one of our, our early episodes uh, about that, and you said that you used to read the watch the the Batman TV series, the old like sixties um, yeah, yeah. TV series. I I watched it, but I never like I see I saw some episodes, but I never it wasn't anything that really like like drew me in. I didn't care for it. I mean, it was. I don't know. I mean, I I really can't tell you even an episode of it at all. Yeah, I really know. But no, what I, I think I, is, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of it either. I, I mean, I wouldn't say I was sitting there captivated, loving every second of it. Um, was her name Julie Newmore or whatever? Like, or Eartha Kitt? When they, whenever they were on screen, I maybe paid attention a little bit more. But like for the most part, it was it was, <laughs> it was campy, and I liked it. But that's branding. That and that's the genius of. A superhero, you, you've got the bright colors, you've got a bat on the chest or an S on the chest, 
or spider. And then like, it just gets in your subconscious and all the variations of it. Well, they'll get you somehow, you know, they'll get you eventually. Cause you like super like so, Batman now. Right. So I, I do, but see, I never watched the 60 show, but so he did, I didn't really know anything about him at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so that's why I didn't know Batman. And I'll tell you what, 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 kind of drew me into Batman, but even then it introduced me to him and made me like him, but it still didn't get me to reading the book. I didn't start reading the book till I actually didn't start reading Batman until Dark Knight Returns. That's what got me sort of reading Batman. But the thing that drew me in, and this is actually going to lead kind of into another uh, conversation, which is uh, it was the Batman Hulk uh, magazine size uh, book. It was the Marvel DC crossover. So they did the Spider-Man Superman one. And then they did the oh. Batman and Hulk one. And I had that. I don't know where, I don't know what happened to it, but I had that one. And it was drawn by uh, Jose oh, Luis Garcia yeah. Lopez. So it was it was Batman versus Hulk. And that um, that, that's about as challenging as Batman versus Superman. It's just has this guy's suit his is is broken all preconceptions of what he's not and the thing is he's not a superhero. He's a hero. He's a he's the rich guy. He he's exactly like Tony Stark. He's rich. That's his power. And he he he, he knows yeah. kung fu, but that doesn't that doesn't make you able to take on the Hulk. I'm sorry. It's just preposterous. I, I forgot about that book. So, it, have you? No, I have. have you read that How's book? he beat him? And so, as a uh, as a kid, I read it so many times. It's, yeah. The artwork is beautiful, um, but. The you know so they they brought in a hero and a villain from Marvel here and a villain from DC. So Hulk didn't really have any, um, I guess, I mean he had like his his like arch villain, but you know his leader and stuff. He didn't really have a a constant villain. It would be someone that that you knew. Like you know Batman has got the Joker, but outside of the leader, if you even read Hulk, then who else did the Hulk have? Like UFO or. yeah, yeah. So anyway, they ended up using Shaper of the Worlds, who I'm not sure most people know who he is. And I think he's Shaper of the Worlds is a, if I'm not mistaken, he's like a cosmic cube. He's one of the one of the cosmic cubes that like gives hmm. sentience. I don't, yeah, I don't think I've even heard of him. And I could I could be wrong about that, but uh, but he's in it. Basically, he's got he look he looks like a living mini bust. Like his body, his the, he's he's a torso. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't, yeah, I've seen head. him before. I think he, then, I think he fought the defenders too, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. And then his his bottom half is just like a like a like a square, almost uh, pyramid like shape. What does his uh, face look base. like? And he's he's pale. Yeah, he's, he's I know you're talking about. White, I know you're talking about now. Like a blue I armor. Yep, yep I got gotcha. you. Elf ears. Yeah. So uh, the Joker wanted to use his um, wanted to use the Shaper's powers to take over and spread his madness everywhere. And he was trying to use the Hulk for some purpose, or like no, he was trying to use the Think Banner. But then at one point, uh, he he hulks out and he gets to a fight with Batman in this uh, parking garage. And there's this really cool scene where Hulk throws a car at Batman. And Batman's like, I can't dodge this car, um, and he. He he jumps up. It's so cool. He jumps up. He's got his back against the wall. He jumps up. He puts his feet on the wall and he pushes off. And as the car is flying at him, he dives through the passenger window and out the driver's window of the car as it's coming at him. 
and uh, then he threw some smoke pellets on the so ground. Wait, wait, did he, did and he, this part's does he crash through glass, or is it the windows just happen to be open? Oh, no, he, he busted, he busted okay. the glass. And this part's kind of kind of garbage, yeah. but it was still kind of cool. Like he throws these these like uh, smoke pellets on the ground, or like uh, uh, gas pellets, and he's got his little rebreather on, and the Hulk just holding his breath. And he's going, he's like, this guy could hold his breath forever. So he just like just kicks him right in the solar plexus and makes him exhale. And then when Hulk in, inhales, he ends up inhaling all this like a uh, sleeping gas or knockout gas and it knocks him out. So obviously him kicking him in his stomach really wouldn't do anything to him. It would break his foot. Anyway, it would break his damn foot. foot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's the same thing with like when Superman try or when Batman tries to punch Superman in the death in the family, you know, he's like, you're lucky I turned my head. You would have broken every bone in your hand and arm. It's like, oh god, man! But whatever, he's he, he's Batman. But, he's Batman. I like Batman, but he he just has the there, benefit of a, the coolest costume of all time to make people think, oh, he's awesome. But there's a really cool scene in there, uh, a page in there where uh, the shaper gives like Joker mm-hmm. a taste of his power, and the drawing of that, which is like the the madness of the Joker, is really cool. Uh, it, it's really well, nice stuff, but that's what also got me into like uh, Garcia Lopez's work, and because I that was such a uh, that was like such a uh, an iconic book for me, and the and the artwork is just beautiful. The way he draws Batman and Hulk is like is he, pretty he, cool. He, oh, so sorry. Before we start, no, I was just gonna say that's what uh, got us started on this topic, anyways, because we were talking a little bit before we started up, and like we were talking about like. Right. Um, Garcia Lopez for some whatever reason I've got some weird block with his name I can never remember it but like he he's a great artist and he did all the card backs for the um the superpowers figures if I if I'm right yeah yeah so. oh really yeah that's pretty awesome so you mentioned that you that he did oh a yeah book that, that you we're, were interested we were in talking about it. things that we would maybe gravitate towards if we couldn't get the books, we see, I mean, like I was fortunate. I, I was able to go to the comic store and get the stuff, but like, um, you know, you, you'd always go to Seven Eleven, and that's where I pick them up. And like, you'd find other stuff too. And then that's where you started picking up like, well, I've got all this other stuff, but here's star comics. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'll buy my mad balls. Like, like my boxes when I was collecting, like I, the white boxes, I didn't know any better. So I'd write in my, childlike hand writing like and misspelled you know like i'd have like mad balls <laughs> and like you know so, uh, star comics like uh what was it? he-man sectors you know you try out a little bit of everything they were horrible i mean to me they were horrible like and you know i know i know mike magnolia is great and i'm not taking it for and i, I like bill manlow too don't get me wrong but the, but like i bought like Ra- rocket raccoon and it wasn't that i didn't think it was the best story it was just, it was just kind of different, but th- those are the type of things you pick up. And then, and then Atari Force, that's what we started. And Jose, I didn't know until recently he drew every issue except for maybe the last one. And I know a, I know a background. Uh, well, not, not quite. Not, okay, not quite. Well, but but basically, I know a place where not I can quite. get them all for a dollar, but they're closed right now because of the the virus that's hit everything. And like, I can get them all for a dollar, and I'm, I'm just waiting for it to open back up just so I can buy them. Because <laughs> it's his artwork, I appreciate his artwork. Can, can you hear this? Yeah. Can you hear this? 
So that is me going through my complete <laughs> But you know what? I guarantee that because Atari Force, even as a kid, I was like, okay, they're just trying to market. They're, they're just going with the gimmick. This is horrible. Because Atari Force, when it came out, Atari wasn't even Atari hardly anymore at that point, you know? Like, Atari was almost like, I mean, I don't think Nintendo quite had come out yet, but, like, it was an obvious point, huh? No. Yeah. Yeah. So, issue issue one of Atari Force is uh, January okay, 1984. Okay, the first issue of Atari Force was actually based on the, like, the Atari Force uh, game, and that was hard to find. Okay. It's really expensive. Then they made an Atari Force comic book, which is like nothing like the actual, like first, like a uh, kind of yeah. standalone issue. Um, so this is by Jerry Conway, which I I forgot that he did this because he was actually at the last con I went to, and I could have gotten him signed my my Atari Forces. Um, but I actually went on eBay, and someone had the complete set of of Atari Force. So um, Garcia drew, I think he drew like the first fifteen issues. Only seventeen right issues, now. right? Um, Oh, no, oh, there's 30? So, oh, 30. I thought it ended earlier than that. Okay, then then that's why. Okay. Yeah, so he drew... Um, uh, let's see here. His last issue is issue 12. And then... Um, and then uh, Jerry Conway did issue 13 as a writer, and uh, Eduardo Barreto, he did 13. Starting with 14, though, Conway apparently left, and Mike Barron came on, and it was Barreto and Barron through uh most of uh most of it after that and then the last issue is uh issue 20 okay and then you also have the uh the atari force special number one and the cover of the atari force special is kind of interesting because uh trying to think is i'm gonna have to open it up to see who actually drew the uh the issue but the inker on the cover art is okay John Byrne. hey did you did you um did you read them all yeah okay. yeah yeah, that's the thing. See, okay, this this is another thing I want to touch on too. The you know, like the promo things that they like you get a tide comic or something, you know, or get a cereal box comic or like a mail away or whatever was it's just kind of like collector editions of anything or, or like things that are outside the the actual comic industry, like that are supposed to get you in are just complete, utter horrible garbage most of the time. You know? It's like and it's like I never understood that. It's like you're trying to reach another person that could maybe get into this stuff, and you make it the worst possible thing that it could be. You, you take all the things. Like, that'd be like <laughs> that'd be like like me, like someone someone that, that like smokes weed. And I'm going to try to graduate them to cope, but, not, but it doesn't get you high. Be like, well, why, why yeah, would I it's want like, this? and it, it's something nobody wants, and and it's weird because they're not as widely printed and nobody keeps them so they're worth for somebody that wants everything they're, they're kind of worth something because of that but they're they're always they're always just garbage and even as a kid i knew they were garbage like so i always dismissed them you know it was like nothing and hey, i'll tell you another thing that i got into it but you had to get it from direct it was a direct market i really liked epic man like i liked Dreadstar. i liked alien oh. legion i liked alien legion a lot I wasn't so big on Coyote, but like, um, see, that, I got into some of that stuff. See, Epic Comics were, were an imprint yeah. I loved. I wish they'd bring it back. And I always wanted to read Alien Legion because you always had those um, those ads in the back of the books. Like, Dreadstar, Jim Starlin, dude, he straight up murdered people. And it wasn't like, I mean, like, 
you want to, he basically created a different type of Thanos. He did another universal church basically, but, but like, it was like a Thanos like type character. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but like the origin story of that guy, that's the main villain. I mean, it's, it's hardcore. I mean, like it's, it's, it's like stuff that a kid should not have been reading. Like literally, like, I mean, basically his mother got raped and murdered in front of him. I mean, (laughs) they show it and it's like, good. Yeah. And I'm like, I was, I mean, like I was talking like I was fourth, fifth grade. I ended up getting Faust when I probably shouldn't have been getting Faust. (laughs) Like, cause I saw it on, cause I don't know if people remember this, but like there was a, before wizard, there was a comic scene. So I loved comic scene. That was another thing that got you and stuff, but the same issue where they talked about the tech, they talked about freaking Faust and the art they showed. It was like, they looked awesome and it is awesome, but that is not a kid book. And it's a hell of a lot different than the tick, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah uh i remember when, when i first heard about Faust, it was one of those things where the guy at the comic book store was like he was like hey you guys want to see something cool and we're like okay and he was like it was faust and i was like why it's like yeah but you, you can't buy it <laughs> like, what well, i can't buy it but here's the weird thing about faust was by the time i heard about it you know because like the issues the between like the the different issues it would be like months would go by. I mean, if you thought the image was late, like Faust had no set schedule. Oh, dude, it didn't get printed um, till like the whole thing didn't come out for like it, was it twenty years it took to come out or something crazy like that? I mean, it, it, it was it was something, it was something wild. I don't know. I don't even know if I ever knew like what what happened in the end. I think I might have like five issues, but every issue I have is like a fourth. Of yeah. Time. When I found out about it. Like the only issues they had were were like fourth, fifth re- mm-hmm. uh, issue reprints, which is crazy for a book of, of that type to be so underground for f- so few people to know about it to have so many reprints, and even the new issues that were coming out were like when it came out, you like you find oh the new issues out. He's like yeah, but all I got like second like second printings. Like how could you have set only second printings? I I, I saw an out? interview with Tim Vigil, and he was talking about like it was right at the comic crash, you know? So one of those issues that was coming out, they way over ordered and then all the orders dropped off, you know, like it just disappeared. And he was sleeping on like boxes mm. of this one issue. of <laughs> He's like, I think he said he still had some, you know, for this one issue. And then like, um, I think it was like a 10 year gap between stuff. And I don't think he finished it until the last six or seven years. I mean, like, and I, I don't know how many issues there are. They're like 12, yeah maybe 20. I, I don't know if he got that far, but like, um, it's a beautifully drawn book, but I got to say, it's the first book I ever read where I thought, well, this is freaking evil. <laughs> this is just straight up. evil. <laughs> but, but the you would need more evil is, is I, the uh, movie. Cause it's horrible. <laughs> I, I own the movie, but I have not watched it. It I is heard it's, it's horrible. I, I picked it up cause it's real cheap. Uh, because it was Faust, but I had already know heard not to, it, not it, to watch it's it. Got, it's got its moments in like, the, the costume's not bad and it's not really the acting. It's just for whatever reason, you know, sometimes just all of it together just doesn't work. It just doesn't. And it's, it's just, um, it feels like a bad nineties thing that you catch, like, you know, like syndication, you know, like, 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 like Hercules or something. And Xena trying to be like dark. <laughs> you know, It was, it was, a, it was a test movie for the, for the nineties yeah. spawn movie. <laughs> exactly. Oh God, that piece of crap, man. I hate that. Did you see that his like, Todd McFarlane just had a Kickstarter? Because so <laughs> poor part Todd McFarlane needs it. 
like and he made like a million dollars in a day or something crazy like that i don't even know what it's up to now it's it's ridiculous yeah i don't i i didn't look into it uh i saw that it was out there but i was like i i mean i don't i mean if the movie comes out it's really good then maybe i'll check it out but i have no interest in spawn but i was gonna say about faust is his artwork like tim viggle's artwork um now i mean <laughs> Okay, it's gonna sound really bad. It's gonna sound really, really bad. <laughs> it's gonna sound really, really bad. But I'll tell you right now, Tim Diggle. So I didn't right? have to say that. You shouldn't. Okay, edit this out. I don't want to be part of this conversation. I don't want to be part of this thing. <laughs> what you no. So, uh, Kobe and I always talk about that really bad, like penis drawing that Rob Liefeld did for that Bloodshot yeah. comic. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't. I don't know about that. Oh yeah. So this is like this is like maybe three, four years ago, but like the one of the relaunches of that, and he drew it. And in one part, there's something about they cut off the guy's like manhood, and he's trying to get it back. At the very end, they show this the one girl, and she's got it in a jar. And oh, you're like talking about the, the Rob Liefeld? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm just saying, like compared to, I mean, he's the guy that knows how to draw a penis, and, you know, as opposed to Rob Liefeld, who, who drew like some kind of tube worm. It looks like one of those little was. sponges that you get, like, and you're supposed to put water on it. <laughs> it's supposed to. Oh, yeah. Remember the Bart Simpson shot. where he, he, he like buys it when he sells his soul and like he buys like the little packages <laughs> of like the dinosaurs and he envisions like, oh, it's getting squishy water all over me. Like, Lisa. Yeah, and it just it just inflates me. like a little bit and goes in the <laughs> gutter. I want five bucks. <laughs> but uh, but his work I was I thought was so was so great that I actually started picking up uh, other stuff from like the um, raw media, um, the studio, and uh, so his work and Tim Tyler. I have like a bunch of their things. Um, see, Tim Tyler had that uh, that uh, it was a. Uh, Everett Hartso, I think, was all was a part of all that kind of stuff. Too. I'm not sure if they worked with him. I remember like all. Well, they were the, together, that was the bad girls thing, had, like um, with Razor and all that stuff, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I saw seeing a Razor and Springheel Jack well, was uh, of, Tim Tyler's thing. So I've got speaking a, I've about got a bunch the dark books, you know, uh, stuff like the Femme Fatale days or whatever, like um, the Dark Ladies, like uh, Lady Death, man. Um, he did the he did the was it the last two. The last he did the cover to Malibu. Uh, to the one the huh? evil Ernie yeah book. the last two issues mm-hmm. of, he did yeah uh, of, of you've gone wild yeah Viggle did the covers yeah of those evil Ernie books yeah do you, do you still have those did you say didn't you say you had those I still have them <laughs> so it's funny because my uh, my brother my brother sold his way back when they were really high when they were going for like issue one was like 200 250 and I think issue like five or six whatever it was was uh i think it was yeah. only going for like 90 and so he sold all of wow. it for like 500 and i ended up brokering that deal for him and uh, and i didn't sell mine and then right after that like the whole maybe like a year later the whole evil ernie craze and lady death craze just like just yeah dissipated um but if i'm not mistaken i pulled all mine out and I got them all signed by Brian Polito at a con. Oh man! If you if they were in good shape, man, I'd probably buy them from you. I, I mean, I could maybe do that if they were in good enough shape. Like, um, because right now I'm looking at them at CGC. It's it's see, I've got a whole thing with the 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 chaos comic thing because like um, I got I got like a, I won a cover contest with them and like um, I I actually got one of my first pictures 
pushed, put in one of their letter pages and stuff. And so it's a whole retro thing, but like I had, I had a lot of the stuff after the first run, but I didn't have any of the Malibu stuff. So like, I've been looking at them. It's like, uh, but if you, but you're not a seller, you're a keeper. I, I'm a, I'm a catch and release guy. So I, right now I like them, but yeah. I could sell them in like a year. I admit it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to get rid of this. I do. I do. <laughs> It's not, it's not like I'm trying to profit, and I don't so, want people uh, think I'm a profiteer. It. It's not because I'm trying to capitalize. It's just that I use the hobby to pay for itself. You know, sometimes on certain things that are fairly expensive. You know, so you, uh, I, I think you, you like things for a while, but then you just stop liking them, and then at that point, you're just like, yeah, okay, yeah, I don't care about this anymore. And then you may want it back, like a maybe a year or two later. But you're like, oh, this is great. And you're like, yeah, I don't care about this anymore. You know me so well. The, the only thing the only thing that I don't like about your collecting method is that you don't always give me first dibs. And, and I'll, be, I'll be, like, be like, hey, man, what happened to that really cool Thanos set you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I sold that. I got it for these ALF pods. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, the ALF 300. I was like, I might have been able to put 300. Like, you still yeah, have but, my Thanos you know, statue. You got my Thanos like, statue. <laughs> You don't collect one quarter scale. You don't kept collect yeah, one do. quarter. Like you, you, you collect Bowen stuff. I gave you my Bowen, or then you know sold it to you. No, I collect. I I collect anything, anything that's cool, okay. But, but well, I'm not going to tell you on the podcast. I, I'll ask you. I'll tell you after the fact what I sold it for, and tell me if you give it to me for that. Well, I already know what you sold it for. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't have. But I would have at least like the option. The option just i mean that'd be like oh you're selling it let me see you know what i could what i could possibly like you know like sell or like, like how like, if it was in the middle of winter obviously i can't go without my electricity if it's in the middle of summer i cannot pay my, my electric bill for like <laughs> like two months to buy that from you sure yeah so what about your yeah, soul would you but, sell your soul but no uh only the eye tool like can uh, have it no, Arr, no, no, no. just in <laughs> Just in case I die in the desert, um, <laughs> he needs to like he needs to drive out of the desert, or you know, in case I die in a submarine. Uh, everybody was gonna say, let's take a small break. All right, all right, break. <laughs>